Hello everybody. How are we on this bright and cheery Monday morning? Okay, so first of all, I now have to apologize to my chanting people because my alarm didn't work. My husband and son didn't wake me. And I'm afraid to say I slept through chanting. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm really sorry. I am actually quite an organized person. Um, I can tell you what happened and it is relevant to everybody here. Uh, last night at about 10 p.m. I got an email from um, a man called Chris Brennan who is one of the leading experts um, in ancient or Hellenistic astrology uh, in the world at the moment. He's really kind of come up from nowhere, I mean, come from behind, and he's just really, you know, worked hard and he's got an amazing repertoire and depth of knowledge. It's extraordinary. Anyway, I've been chasing him, so to speak, <laughs> for weeks trying to pin him down to get an interview with him about the ancient version of the Void of Course Moon, which I've been, which is 2,000 years old, okay? 2,000 years old. And it all came up around the time of Biden's inauguration and the moon was void, of course. And then we decided, you know, well, actually, according to the original version of the void, of course, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I will talk about that another time. But what happened was I ended up him saying yes yesterday, which was Sunday, 2 p.m. Denver time, because he lives in Denver, which was then uh, about 9 p.m. London time. And... Uh, um, yeah, so we talked until I think midnight, can you believe, about the Void of Course Moon. And, but it was such a fascinating discussion. And I think after being in lockdown for so long and not having had any of these sorts of conversations, and also just because he is such an incredible astrologer, and, you know, like it was just mentally stimulating talking about it like that and and also I could ask him pretty much anything because he seems to know the answer to pretty much anything I could come up with which is amazing and uh, so as a result um, I finished talking to him maybe I don't know half past midnight something like that and my brain was like wah, wah, wah. so um, having had such great success with my I had to do my sleep protection thing again but I ended up going to bed really late and uh, and I thought I set an alarm. I really thought I did. And uh, and I just slept through it all the way through it. People are saying they know Chris Brennan. He's amazing. If you don't know Chris Brennan, if you're an astrologer, he's. I mean, yeah. I will do another. I'll do a proper session on him at some point soon once he posts the video because he's going to post the video of us chit chatting for two hours about the void of course moon through the ages and about horary and all sorts of stuff. Um, I will post that later in the week. But yeah, no, he's amazing. And he has a book out, which I've ordered, called Hellenistic Astrology, which is basically something that I love, which is laying out the history of astrology and something I've never really got straight in my head as, like, as much as I should have done. Um, I just, like, I, I've never... It, I, I, I got into astrology and I went kind of forwards, whereas he got into astrology and he went backwards. So it's really fascinating. Really, really fascinating. So yeah, so that was that. Um, the sleep protection thing I will also tell you about later this week, Elizabeth. Uh, that's from Kyle Gray. It's actually, uh, he 
it's a long another story for another time <laughs> but i will tell you about that i think on wednesday i've started making a note of what i want to tell you today i wanted to tell you a little story about manifesting okay because um you know one of the things that i'm all about as i explained to chris last night is I'm really into using the moon as a cosmic timer. And in fact, what I do with astrology is not that different to what a lot of uh, sort of his historically, historical type astrologers do, because we work with um, using the moon as a, as, a, as a timer for making magic effectively, even though we kind of don't phrase it like that. And uh, I wanted to tell you a little manifesting story today. I just thought it's a really good opportunity to tell it. Um, I'm just going to take a quick look at the stars. Yeah, the stars are um, interesting. Uh, we have uh, Mars. Um, Mars actually harmonizing with Pluto, which is quite nice. The moon's in Cancer. Um, I'll look in a minute. I'll just tell you this manifesting story first, but I just wanted to make sure. The moon is not void of course right now, though funnily enough, when I spoke to Chris Brennan last night, it was, and we talked about the void of course moon, so that was fun. Um, sorry, just let me quickly get the lie of the land here because normally I do this before I join you, but because I slept in. Uh, 22, yeah, we don't, okay, so we're coming up to the Mars-Pluto alignment later this week, and the stars are relatively benign, so that's good. So, a little manifesting story. Um, probably about a year ago, for some reason, I decided that, I, I was, I don't know what even what I was doing, but I thought, Maybe I've been watching something about Oprah or, or so on. And um, and I thought, you know, one day, God, I would love to, you know, meet Oprah or be on Oprah. Or, I mean, everybody wants to be on Oprah, of course. And But I did a drawing of me and um, Oprah. And uh, so when I, do, when I do manifesting, I often will do drawings uh, because... Um, you know, it, it, to me, it just works because I can imagine it. I'm not a good drawer at all. I'm a stick figure drawer, but I know what my drawings mean. So um, I did a picture, and as I remember, I think it was Oprah and and I on a stage. Um, and I, I kind of imagined that Oprah was sort of next to me, and I think we had like something like that, which I kind of imagined would be my book. You know, like Oprah saying, and here's Yasmin's amazing book. And I, you know, I highly recommend you do this if you've got something you want to, you know, get out in the world. Well, imagine Oprah taking it. Imagine if Oprah picks up Moonology and goes, oh my God, everybody, I've discovered this amazing book. You know, it's exactly what you want. And so um, I did that and I did a drawing and I thought, oh, I really like that drawing. And, you know, just, I just kind of did it and I, I didn't forget about it, but I sort of forgot about it. Anyway, about three days ago, or maybe four now, because we've had the weekend, I was thinking, oh, that's really weird, like that Oprah manifestation. Nothing ever came of it, because normally if I do a manifestation, especially if I'm doing it, you know, at the right time, and the new moon, and the waxing cycle, maybe with the Venus-Jupiter conjunction or alignment, usually I find that... Um, manifestations tend to bear fruit like even outrageous ones like that and I wasn't thinking oh well, it's a bit weird that I haven't um, been on Oprah yet but I was thinking nothing ever came of it 
and which is unusual. I find that if you put your energy into manifesting, something will come. Anyway, so that was about, so I did the drawing about a year ago. I kind of forgot about it, which is actually a good thing because you do want to kind of let it go. About four days ago, literally in this house where I've been for the last six months or however long we've been in lockdown, last 10 years, it feels like, um, I was thinking, oh, it's so weird. Nothing ever came of that Oprah, Oprah thing. Nothing, not a, not a sausage. And, um, and then like 24 hours later, I get a, a messenger message from Colette Baron reed who, if you don't know her work, she's like the oracle queen of the world at the moment and uh, of these days. And um, so Colette Baron reed and I have got to know each other through working together for Hay House. And she, I consider her my friend, even though we've only met once, but you know, we've, we've met. And um, she wrote to me going, oh my God, you're not gonna believe it. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? And she's like, we are in Oprah magazine. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that is so funny because I was literally, literally just thinking about it like the day before yesterday. And uh, there you go. So what happened was that the uh, that Oprah magazine uh, did an article, did a post. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's in the magazine actually, it's definitely on oprah.com. I don't know if it's in the magazine as well, maybe, maybe not, don't really mind. Um, and they did the 19, oracle card decks you have to have or something like that and uh and there i am and there is colette reed and actually there's rebecca campbell as well three i knew th well, three of us that we knew each other on the uh on the list and um i was like oh my god like <laughs> i mean i was oh my god on various levels i think in a way my biggest oh my god was the fact that Two days earlier, I'd been thinking, oh, it's so weird that Oprah thing never manifested whatsoever. You know, usually I'd expect some kind of little sign that I was on the right track. Um, but yes, also to be on Oprah is just like, to me is just amazing. Like, you know, Oprah in so many ways is, you know, has been such a big influence in, in my life and my spiritual journey. And in all, also my belief that people can get on things like Facebook Live and talk about this kind of stuff, because that's what she did, you know, like she still does. Uh, but she did it, you know, for years before anybody else did it. And uh, so, you know, just to be mentioned by her, I don't know if you remember about a year ago, I was in uh, French Vogue. Actually, I was in American Vogue, French Vogue, English Vogue, I don't know what Vogue, Indian Vogue, all the Vogues all around the world. Uh, again, I think on the website, but I'm not 100% sure. And, um, you know, all about me and moonology. And, you know, French Vogue, I'm, I'm married to a Frenchman, I'm, I'm an ex-journalist, you know, for me, like French Vogue was like, can I ever top being in French Vogue? And I think that this tiny little mention, which my cards get in uh, on Oprah.com tops French Vogue, frankly. Sorry, French Vogue, but come on, it's Oprah. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought that was really fun and I was very delighted. Um, I will pick a card from my cards, which appear on Oprah um, in a minute. But I also just wanted to like, you know, you know, like when you're a parent and you say, this is a teachable moment, okay? This is a teachable moment because it shows something. 
it shows that manifesting, working on manifesting always can work. You know, it always will work one way or another. And that's why, I mean, the whole thing is we are all manifesting 24-7. So we might as well do it consciously, okay? But also the other thing I wanted to say about what this shows is how this is very much about, um, you know, I, you know, I'm always talking about when you're manifesting, you take baby steps, you know? And had I actually uh, taken my own advice, because I didn't think of it, I just went straight for the big manifestation of there's me on the stage, you know, might as well be Jennifer Aniston keeping the seat warm for me kind of thing, you know, how Jennifer Aniston's always on Oprah. <laughs> um, so this is a really good example of why I'm always telling people going baby steps when you're manifesting. I actually probably should have thought of that. I should have thought, okay, let's go in baby steps here. The first thing would be to get my... Um, cards or me on uh, in a really because it, it's a, you know i'm there with 19 people there's 18 other people and me and i'm about halfway through right next to colette which is nice and um you know it's just a little thing about my cards and that's it um you know so it's not massive and but for me it's like i say i actually think that tops french vogue <laughs> even that tiny little thing which was like a whole you know it's a whole big double page spread but it, it's it's amazing for me. So what I need to do is I need to then think, okay, you know, maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's a sign that I can keep going. Maybe it's a baby step in the right direction. So forget about me and Oprah. Think about you, okay? Think about you, what you want to manifest. Take it back to the baby steps, you know? What, what do you want? Someone here saying they want to manifest healing. Okay, so, you know, one of the first things is to think, okay, what would, I look, what would it look like if I were healed? You know, and go on the baby steps, you know. And uh, so, and, and the other thing is to watch for signs. So this is a sign. Me being, my cards being on um, Oprah is a sign that my manifesting is going in the right direction. And then someone wrote to me, I can't remember who it was now, but someone said, oh, I can see you on the show. I'm imagining you on there sitting on a white couch. And uh, I'm thinking, fine, if you want to help me manifest that, yay, I would like that. You know, like just think about but, but the little steps. So, you know, I'm not going to say exactly what my next manifestation will be. Hopefully I'll get around to doing it. Um, but, you know, I remember when my first book came out, um, uh, was it my first astrology book? No, I think it was my first novel and um, called Carol King as an Alien. And what I did, um, I happened to have a cutout of the Sydney Morning Herald top 10 list. And... Uh, um, I cut it out because a girlfriend of mine was on number three on the list. And um, so I, she was out of the country at the time. So I cut it out for her and I took a photo and I sent it to her. And then when my, and I, and I put it on my uh, wall for some reason, I don't know, because I was proud of her, I suppose. And then um, a few, and then a, a year or so later, when I had a book coming out, I thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to get that picture. And I'm going to put it into Photoshop and I'm going to doctor it. 
and I'm going to uh, put my name at number one. And in fact, she saw that. She was an astrologer. This wasn't my friend Lisa Jewell, if any of you are thinking it's Lisa, because I do have my beautiful, one of my favourite people in the world, Lisa Jewell, um, who's a best-selling novelist. But no, it wasn't her. It was an astrologer friend. And so I put myself at number one because I thought, you know, I want to be number one. And she actually came around and saw her eventually and was very annoyed with me because she thought I was putting myself above her, which I wasn't. It was just because I happened to have it handy. Anyway, <laughs> got to be careful with these things. Anyway, so I got this picture. And so I, I whoever was number one, I, I kind of white whited that out. And I just put Yasmin Boland and whatever book I had coming out at the time. I really don't even remember what it was. And I just put it on my, I put it on my, um, I put it on some cardboard on my windowsill so I would see it all the time. And, uh, and I seem to remember that book, I don't know if it went into the Sydney Morning Herald or bestsellers or Booktopia, I don't even remember. But it did really well. The book did really, really well. And, um, you know, sold a lot. It was Book of the Week in the Sydney Morning Herald or the other paper, wasn't it Telegraph? I don't remember. But it, it was a long time ago now. It's like 20 years ago. But it was do. It did really well. You know, it got opted for a film by, by Working Title, who've done all the Bridget Jones and Notting Hill and all that. Um, you know, and it, it was just a big thing. And for me, it's like you have to go in with some kind of manifesting when you want to do when you're doing manifesting i like to do something i can believe in and i'm not going to tell you what it is but i've got something right over there that i'm using and it's something that's visual that i've made up and uh, i'm it's something i'm manifesting so now what to do um, you can't just kind of do a million things like it sounds like i do a million things these are three things i've done probably over the period of 20 years i probably i probably do one a year you know you don't want to just keep doing stuff all the time like this you want to do it when it really matters to you and then what you do is you watch baby steps okay so just say i mean now that this whole um uh Oprah thing happened, you know, I think, well, maybe I should go back to that. Maybe I would, you know, I mean, I, to talk to, oh my God, for Oprah to discover moonology and to love moonology and to, you know, because that's, I mean, so much of what I do in moonology, probably in some indirect way, I was inspired by her anyway, because she was always on her show that she did for however many years, the one where everyone kept winning cars. <laughs> um, you know, she was always talking about manifesting and, and all that kind of stuff. So, and I know she almost certainly still does. Um, uh, so, yeah, so maybe I'll continue that. I don't know. But I just wanted to give you that kind of um, a little bit of information about manifesting and, and how it works. And it was a kind of interesting little story because I had this thing of thinking I never came to anything, which is really unusual. And then two days later, I'm on her website. So there you go. There you go. So I think the takeaways from this are... When you are manifesting, do a drawing or use Photoshop um, or, you know, some online photo editor. And just so you can um, do something that you can visualize, you know, um, like just say you want to have a baby. I what I've done a couple of times is I've done a drawing for a of a picture um, of my friend who wants to have a baby and her partner you know, imagining him there, 
because in all cases they've been heterosexual couples, and and her holding a baby. So I just do that drawing. And so what it is, is when you do that drawing, you start for it to become real. You know, as soon as it becomes an idea, it starts to become real. And it's something that the person can believe in. Another one I did, I'm just remembering, was I did it for a girlfriend of mine who runs um, a very, very big beauty company. Um, I don't think she'll mind me telling this story, called Lanolips. Have you heard of Lanolips? It's a really fantastic Australian brand. And her name's Kirsten. She's total inspiration, total babe, gorgeous woman. Um, I know her because her son and my son have been friends forever. And um, anyway, Kirsten was saying about how with her Australian brand, of they do lip glosses. Mainly they do lip glosses, but I think they do oils. And she does things like 101 ointment. You can get them in England, um, Boots and um, Waitrose. Really good product, Lana Lips. And um, she was coming over here because she had a chance to, because she lives in Sydney, because she was having a, an interview with, um, I can't remember who it was now. It might have been... Some big company, let's just say it was, uh, I think it might have been, I don't even want to say actually, I think it's private. So let's say it was Boots, because it wasn't Boots. She was already in Boots. But just say it was Boots. And she was like, I'm coming over and uh, I'm going to have a chance to get on this, you know. And um, so what I did for her was I went to say Boots and I did a picture. I got a screen grab of a product on the Boots website. It's Lano Lips, L-A-N-O-L-I-P-S. People are asking what it is. It's um, she uses lanolin from the wool of sheep. Her um, grandparents were sheep. I think it was her grandparents were sheep farmers, or maybe her parents are sheep farmers. And um, and her her grandpa was also like one of them was a scientist. So she basically combined the scientist part of her family heritage with the farming part of her family heritage um and made this product and you know i would use that product on me on my kid on my husband without any fear it's clean there's no parabens lano lips anyway so i what i did was i got a picture a screen product of boots say because boots obviously if you are a maker of any beauty products in, in the uk you want to have your product in boots because it's the biggest chemist in um in the uk it's like it's all across uh, england you can go to boots the chemist they're, they're all it's like a chain and so i took off whatever product it was i and i got a product shot of hers from her website and i put it on there and i made it look exactly like her uh product was in boots or wherever and um and I sent it to her and she was like, oh, thank you so much. It's so cool. And I said, just look at it, just print it out and have it where you can see it. Because then in your head, you start to believe that Lanolips is in boots. My product is in boots. My product is on sale online in boots. And, you know, th the thing is, because I'm always talking about manifesting and we do our manifesting at New Moon, okay, but I want you to really understand the the moon is the new moon is the really strong time to start it. But we are all manifesting 24-7. So things like that actually start to help us to shape shift. Because what 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 it's like like in the movies, what do we think of when we're manifesting something? We think abracadabra, and suddenly bang, it's all done. But it's not really like that. It's about 
you know in in Hollywood when we talk about like shapeshifters it's like it's like shapeshifting it's like moving towards new stuff and shaping and changing your reality that's what I believe is going on okay so having a picture of her product which of course by the way did end up in boots or wherever it was that we were manifesting I know where it was it was it was she was already in boots it was even probably a just somewhere else she wanted to be in and it worked out and she's in there and you know and and seeing the picture it's like you know um you know what they say um it's not if I believe it I will see it it's if no it's not if I see it I'll believe it because that's what they used to say oh I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see it no you'll actually see it when you believe it so doing something like that helps you and just one more quick 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 example when I wrote my first novel Carol King is an alien you know it's hard to get published it's hard to get your first deal you know I'm not going to kid anyone and it was as hard for me as it is for anyone else and so what I did when I was writing my novel uh, which was in this was in about the year 2000 um, when I was already into manifesting um, I would so I was living in Sydney and I would go and I would hang outside uh, bookshops like Burklow's, um, which is on Oxford Street in Sydney or was, I hope it's still there, who knows, I haven't been able to go to Australia for a long time now, um, or, you know, various bookshops. And I would literally, at night, because when the shops were shut, because I didn't want to be arrested, <laughs> I would sit outside the bookshops and I would literally stare in and I would imagine my book on their shelf. Okay, I'd imagine it. Excuse me. I also drew a cover. I've told you this before. I've told you this one before. I drew a cover from a sheet of A4 paper. I do this for all my books, okay? I drew a sheet of, uh, I got a sheet of A4, wrapped it round the book like that, folded it properly, okay? So that's just now my, it's a book wrapped in a sheet of A4, okay? But properly, okay, because this is not proper. This is, I need to, you know. And I then draw, you know, the book was called Carol King is an Alien. So I drew Carol King is an Alien and I drew a picture here, which was slightly derivative of the cover of Carol King's seminal album, Tapestry, if you know that. And what I actually drew was I drew... Um, I drew, basically I drew a pair of a girl's knees as if she was sitting sort of with her legs crossed high uh, by Yasmin Boland. And I kept that while I was writing the book. And if you happen to have a copy of my book, you can't get it anymore, I don't think. Um, but basically, I was blown away when the book finally came out because they didn't really give me any cover options because I was a first-time author they just took it all did it all themselves which is fair enough and I was sort of presented with this finished product of a book and I swear to God on my honor my drawing that I had done which had these sort of knees that was like the predominant thing I, I can't remember exactly I, I've got it somewhere and the book itself, they were like really, really along the, along the same lines or almost the same. Okay. So 
I hope you've got the message. I hope you've got the message. All right, so I'm going to end. I just wanted to share that. And you might think, well, it's not really astrology, but it kind of is astrology for me because I work with manifesting and the moon. And uh, I'm talking about manifesting. I'm not talking about the moon. The moon's in Cancer, actually on my sun Mercury midpoint. So there we are. I'm talking about something I really care about. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I'm glad you say it was a good a good lesson. I just really wanted to talk about it because to me, the Oprah.com thing was so much of a clear thing of doing the manifestation, forgetting about it, remembering it, thinking, oh, that's weird because normally something will happen and then bang, my, my cards are on Oprah.com. Oh, wow. So yeah, so maybe I need to keep manifesting there. I'll, I'll see. I've got lots of things to manifest right now. All right, so... Uh, I'm just half of these are upside down because they fell over so I'm just gonna make sure they're all the right way round all right so who would like a card who needs a card oh thank you Irene I'm glad Irene love my story thanks Kimmy who wants a card I'm gonna do a card for everybody Oh, and the other thing is, I should mention, talking of manifesting, I am running my Moonology Manifesting Challenge very, very soon, which is very convenient because I wanted to tell you this story. We've already had, I think, thousands of people have signed up for it. Um, it's going to come up on March the 7th. And if you want to sign up for it, I've put a link above or below or to the side, depending on where you're watching. It's, the, it's free. It's the Moonology, seven-day Moonology Manifesting Challenge. And I'm going to be teaching stuff like this, but we're actually going to be doing it uh, as opposed to me just talking about my own experiences. You're going to start to do some of your stuff as well. And we'll also be doing a lot of stuff about working through self-doubt because we're going to be starting at the third quarter moon, which is the time to let stuff go. So if you haven't signed up yet, um, and if you have signed up and you've applied to get into the Facebook page, we're going to open that up, you know, in the next couple of days. We just wanted to make sure that, um, that uh, you know, um, there's stuff in there. Okay, so that's the Moonology Manifesting Challenge. It's free and... Um, it's above, below, to the side, the link to join, and it's uh, starting on March the 7th. All right. Okie dokie. I have a card here. Ah, interesting. Such a, an appropriate card. And actually, something um, that we will be doing in the Moonology Manifesting Challenge. All right. Are you ready? Do you want to be a better manifester? Say um, out loud. Yes, if you want to be a better manifester. Just, oh, Alexa, Alexa, stop. It's Alexa reminding me. Um, do you want to be a better manifester? Do you want to be a better manifester? Do you want to know what you have to do to be a better manifester? All right, here we go. The number one thing you need to do in order to be a better manifester is... Work through your fears. Work 
through your fears. What's holding you back? And I know a fear I have to work through in order to end up on Oprah. What do you think? Are you going to have the courage to work through your fears? Let's do it. Let's do this, kids. All right. Well, on that note, um, I will see you back here tomorrow. And uh, I hope you have a really beautiful day. And thanks for listening. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And sign up for the Moonology Manifesting Challenge. It's free.